Oh, it's working now. That's you meant to say something now, Joy. Oh yes, you're telling me it's recording. Is the podcast has started, you dickhead. All right, lovely, wonderful. About time. Do you remember when we did our very first episode? No. Oh well, it was around about December. Uh, was it? We, yeah, I had COVID. Oh. And now here we are, six months later, and you got COVID, and I got COVID. That's right, this podcast is brought to you by COVID, people. It is brought to you by COVID. If we sound like shit, it's because we have COVID. And if the content is shit, it's because we have COVID. Every Anything that could go possibly wrong, the excuse is COVID. I mean, we. I'm going to have to use my smelling salts here to wake <laughs> up. I don't want to Sorry. bore the listeners to death with COVID talk. Hey! We got a good mystery. I think you'll be interested in this mystery, Joe. Alright. I mean, to anyone listening, if you suddenly hear Richard is uh, uh, smelling smelling salts, he's not doing anything else. He needs these smelling salts to stimulate his brain into being functional. Do you know what? Smelling salts are amazing. They are like possibly (laughs) one of the most useful things in the world. I, I feel they should be used more often and for more things in life. Yeah, the only time I've ever seen anyone use smelling salts is like weightlifters who are getting ready to do like a big lift. They did smelling salts because it like really stimulates their senses and everything and they lift big weights. I feel like I saw it in football once or twice. I don't know. Really? I don't know. So uh, we're, we're going to do uh, a full-on mystery case um, and we're going to unravel and we're going to see and Joe's going to predict. Um, <laughs> you know, but... This one is going to rock your dick, Joe. Yeah? Yeah. I already had my dick rocked earlier today. Okay. So, got a lot to live up to. Um, <clears throat> so, we are doing uh, a story about a gentleman called Henry McCabe. You ever heard of Henry McCabe, Joe? Yeah, I have actually. Have you? No, of course not. I mean, if you had, that would, like, not ruin the podcast, but, uh, you know. <laughs> You're safe. I don't know shit. Um, okay, so uh, he was a state auditor in Minnesota. State auditor. Uh, he had a happy and successful life with his wife and two children. Okay. Until uh, one day, he went missing, Joe. No, no, he did the old classic. I'm going out for cigarettes and never came back. I mean, no, uh, that would be more of an answer if we had that that, that side of things. <laughs> Uh, he went missing on September the 7th, 2015. So what's that, seven years now? Okay, so recent, yeah. Yeah, probably the most recent out of all the podcast episodes we've done, yeah. My soda mystery machine. I mean, that's, didn't that start like... I mean, it was ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, re- this is recent, okay. So the night he went missing, he left an eerie voicemail that seemed like a pocket dial on his wife's phone. Okay, so it's modern mystery. Involves modern problems like, you know, butt dials. Um, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to play you that voicemail because we can hear it. All right, all right, all right. I think it's important that you hear it for the context of everything. So hold on, getting ready, listeners. Yeah. Here is the voicemail uh, that his wife received. Okay. It's a voicemail unlike anything you've ever heard before. 
There are two minutes worth of noises, bizarre ones. With very little actual talking, authorities confirmed the disturbing middle of the night call came from Henry McCabe's cell phone. It... I won't give too much away. So, like, you heard oh. some of those noises, right? Yeah. That, like, sounded like he'd been attacked by a beast. Yeah, what do you think? Where is he from again? Minnesota? Or is it, where was he? Minnesota. Minnesota. I say that like I know places. Do they have bears in Minnesota? <laughs> I have no shit, dude. What that know. makes me think of is that movie Grizzly Man where he got killed and eaten by a bear and there was a recording of it and we never heard it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. But that okay. sounds like what it could sound like. Okay, okay. Uh, so in the voicemail, weird and almost animal-like noises can be heard, which is what you just said there. Yeah. And what is allegedly Henry's voice uh, claims to have been caught in a struggle uh, and ultimately um, shot by an assailant. Right. Not shot, shot, but like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, his wife. Henry's voice shot, but like as in recorded. Yeah, somehow, yeah. But... His wife was allegedly in California at the time. Um, but contacted the police as well as uh, private police investigators the next day. Um, they turned up with no leads. Allegedly in California. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McCabe's um, body was found by a kayaker, a kayaker yeah. nearly yeah. two months after his disappearance. Oh, it's going to be a nasty body. On November the 2nd, but the reason behind his death remains a total mystery. So, there's no gunshot wounds on him. Mm-hmm. There's no signs of, a, of violence or a struggle. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. That I'm surprised about. Mm-hmm. Yet the inexplicable voicemail message makes it seem like he was murdered. Yeah. He also Should left I barely any paper. A wombat or something like that? A wombat? <laughs> He also left barely any paper trail, and clues to his disappearance have been frustratingly few, but his bone-chilling voicemail remains to spark an investigative fervour into your very core. So here we go. Are you going to play some more? Uh, no, no, I'm going right, go, to I'm gonna go into more detail. Okay. So his phone, uh, his phone pocket that dialed his wife, okay? Mm-hmm. So in the wee small hours of September 7th, 2015, Henry McCabe's yeah. wife, Karen, received a strange phone call from her husband. It seemed like a pocket dial, but this was no ordinary missed call. For two minutes, Karen listened to what seemed like her husband as some kind of weird creature screaming for his life for two minutes, mm-hmm. uh, saying he'd been shot but not able to utter much else of substance. Okay. That's the last time Karen heard Henry's voice. Uh-huh. She managed to record some of the call, which is what you heard. Um, uh-huh. And the next day, a missing persons report was filed. Uh, segments of the voicemail were released by ABC News. And as we heard, you could that you can hear a male voice saying, stop it. And then the call dropped. It cut out. Uh-huh. So, what do we think Henry was up to before this happened, Joe? So, his body was found by a kayaker, which means he's going to be out in the wilderness. I mean, if it wasn't, if it was like on the street, on the roads, it's not like he would, the body would have been found by some guy. And he said, "By the way, I'm a kayaker." Put that in the news article. He was obviously out kayaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's out in the wilderness. 
where there's like rocks and water and because you need water for kayaking and those strange noises sounded animal to me and then apparently there was someone saying stop it or i've been shot yeah henry they think it's henry's voice but when they found the body there is no signs of him being shot no no sign of a struggle at all did he shoot somebody Mm, interesting was he so high on drugs that he thought he'd been shot Okay, shall we see what he was up to before he went missing? Yeah. So before Henry McCabe went missing, he was seemingly having a good night with friends at a local club in Minnesota. According to the Minnesota spokesman recorder, he had hung out with his friends William Kennedy all day. Uh Kennedy's just keep popping up in his podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And his friend uh, had dropped him off at a gas station when they were done partying. Uh Mm-hmm. The troubling voicemail happened afterward at around 2.28 a.m. Okay. So, obviously, after the voicemail, he goes missing. Uh-huh. Um, and his disappearance was cold turkey. He'd seemingly vanished without a trace after the bizarre phone call. There was no activity in his bank account or with his work, or even on his phone. So, the dude dropped him off at a gas station, but we don't know when. I we um, might get a time zone at some point. And he was found by a kayaker, so at some point he got from gas station to wilderness, but the in between is a fucking mystery, let alone what happened on that phone call. Interesting. Uh this is uh yeah, this is a mystery. His phone was disconnected after the voicemail. Um, uh-huh. because of this a massive search and rescue team were dispatched because obviously they think you know he's been attacked murdered anything yeah. Um, yeah but like we said it would be months before his body's found and when it is it's found at at uh, Rush Lake by this kayaker yeah and this is found on November the 2nd 2015 so eight weeks okay. after he disappeared right. um, six miles from six miles from the gas station where his friend had dropped him off Mm-hmm. So, All right, then. so not crazy far. Not crazy far. But not but probably not far enough for someone to walk. I mean, if he was walking there, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. So it it must have involved you know transport or something else. Yeah, someone must have helped him get from point A to point B, or at least some in between bit. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of information missing between being dropped off at a gas station to be found dead by a river and some crazy voicemail in the middle of the night. Uh, so contrary to McCabe's voicemail message, there was nothing indicating that guns had been in play. There's no gunshot wounds on him at all. In fact, the medical examiner found no traces of any injuries and the death was not viewed as suspicious once they found the body. It sounds like he was out partying with his friends, took some insane drugs wandered off into the wilderness and died of um, what they call uh, what I think exposure but wouldn't that like wouldn't that be cold. wouldn't that be found in the body that would all be found in the body so they're saying a few months later though I don't think so <clears throat> well they're saying no cause of death was ever determined and the case remains open so the I autopsy mean, doesn't bring up any reason why why he died that is a mystery in itself because if he did like die from exposure, you know, starving or thirsty or too cold, just being out in the wilderness, I mean, he could have passed away. From, he could have had 
he could have had a heart attack after these drugs. He might have not died from exposure. And then because the body wasn't found for like two months later, maybe whatever evidence would have been there is gone. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know how much evidence remains in the body two months later. Um, according to David Singleton of the Minnesota PD, McCabe's death is utterly perplexing. I don't believe the idea that he just wandered that far on his own. And the audio doesn't support the idea that his death is not suspicious. The audio does not support the idea that his death is not suspicious. Yeah, he's saying... There's a lot of double negatives there. He's saying, that was, he's saying that's some suspicious shit, man. Something yeah, definitely happened. Okay. Yeah, good. He's, he's on the same page as us. Uh, according to the Minnesota Star Tribune, an autopsy report uh, indicated that Henry McCabe probably, you ready? Yeah. Died from drowning. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like that. Law enforcement considered homicide and suicide as possibilities. Um, the case remained open due to the bizarre voicemail message and now seems to have little to do with his death by drowning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, surely it contained clues to his disappearance it was even analysed by the FBI but no concrete information was ever released do you know what I, that's, that's a good theory he was out partying with his buddies he did take some crazy drugs and those drugs forced him to imagine something was going on that's where the crazy voicemail came from and then he passed out face down in some lake Lake Rush whatever they called it drowned and it was found by some dude. Okay. And that's why there's no signs of struggle on his body, maybe. I don't know. Well, let's... Uh, <clears throat> let's uh, find out a bit more about his friend that dropped him off, William Kennedy. Yeah, he sounds like a bad dude. So, Henry McKay's friend, William Kennedy, was never linked to the crime, though he was the one who dropped off Henry at the convenience store on the night he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the distinguishable words on Henry's audio tape was Pappus. So apparently, during this audio that he left, this voicemail, he says Pappus. And that's William's nickname. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Even though he's not linked, it is a bit suspicious that he's, you know, there's this Calling noise. Calling the dude's name, yeah. And it sounds like groaning and fight. you know what I mean? Fighting, struggling, yeah. and he says this guy's nickname. I mean, they could have both taken some serious drugs, and that's why it sounded like animals, not human beings. Okay. Um, then there's the fact that he turned in McCabe's keys and wallet. Oh, William had his keys and wallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Starting to make a bit more sense. Um, but under the uh, auspices that he took them the night he partied with McCabe because he was trying to prevent Henry from driving himself home. Why the wallet? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Why the wallet? Mm. I mean, I understand taking someone's keys because they don't want to drive sure. home and that. But the wallet. Mm. Uh, so when William gave his statement to the police, he initially described a gas station where there was no evidence of himself or Henry. So all we know is that Henry was dropped off at this gas station, but and the only way we know is from the word of this William dude. Yeah, currently. Right. Because that's a strange place to drop someone off, I think. When you first read it, I was like, 
why on earth would you drop a man off at a gas station? Well, especially if you're dropping him off, drop him home. Especially if you're taking his wallet and his keys, and yeah, how... when he's no way of getting anywhere. So and this I'm is very suspicious. I'm guessing he's not dropping him off in a taxi because, like, he's no, probably he's in his own car. So if he's done that, then has has he not drank all night? Like, why was Henry the only guy drink? Like, I don't know. Was he the designated I'm driver? Calling, I'm calling bullshit on this. The man did not drop him off at no gas station. That is just a story. He's feeding the police, and something else happened because. That's so nonsensical. If you're going to drop your, your friend off anywhere, you're going to be like, Rich, let's say you and me are out. I'm, I'm not drinking that night. I'm driving. Mm. And I'm saying, you know what, Rich? I'm going to drop you at a gas station. And you'll be like, can you not, can you not drop me home? Like, what am I going to do at this fucking gas station? That's insane. It don't make no sense. Agreed. It's, it's absolute bullshit. I don't believe he ever visited this gas station. Unless he's saying, like, someone's going to pick him up, like a friend or something. That's possible. Can't be his again, wife because his wife's away. Yeah, but then wouldn't this mystery person who's supposed to pick him up saying, hey, I was supposed to pick him up at the gas station, dude never showed. Yeah, good point. So I don't, I don't believe that. No, I think I think this gas station is bullshit. So later, an investigation of local electronic video surveillance at different stores confirmed it was another gas, gas station location. So it was a gas station, okay. but not the gas station that he had stated in the police interview. What a gas station. I wonder if he had drank that night, though, and drunk, drank I'm saying, drive. if they had both been, like, high or drunk or whatever, they might have thought it was a good idea to stop at a gas station and get... Snacks. Snacks, more drinks, I don't know. Maybe that's the way they could score more drugs. I don't know. That's um, interesting. So this is the thing that you're saying here. Henry's wife, Karen, uh, was mystified as to why William would leave Henry at a gas station at two in the morning. Yeah. Why would you not just drop him home? Yeah. A lot of perplexing and unsatisfying angles to McCabe's disappearance case were never investigated. That's what I don't understand. How are they not being investigated? Like, to this day. That's extremely suspicious. He's on this crazy voicemail, calling out a dude's name, who's his friend, who allegedly dropped off at a gas station, which is a strange choice. And he took his wallet and keys. Mm -hmm. His friend's not looking good. Not looking good. If, if I was one of those cops, I'd be like, you're my number one suspect, buddy. Uh, his death could be linked to violence in Lib Liberia. Liberia? Liberia? Yeah, West Africa. Liberia, okay. So Henry McCabe immigrated to the US to escape violence in his home country of uh, Liberia, West Africa, yeah. where he lived for a 14-year civil war before fleeing. Mm -hmm. The Liberian community reportedly uh, had suggested that his death could be linked to local violence. Mm. They would kill without remorse, a Liberian uh, immigrant named Levetta Tugba shared with the Star Tribune. They've done it for years. We need to find out what happened. But apart from the haunting voicemail, there's little evidence of someone else being involved in Henry's death. I mean, I don't see how the connection with Liberia is involved. He's like millions of miles away yeah nor do i it's almost like they're trying to say like um do you remember when we did the disappearance of the the family the, the one that uh yeah sort of family. yeah and came we were like italy. it came from italy the was mafia. it the mafia yeah unless it seems like that's what they're trying to suggest here but um i the agree with seems you so that, much more thinner yeah i agree with you on that um so there are inconsistencies in karen mccabe's story his wife and David Singleton from the Minnesota Community Police. 
Okay. A private organisation that helps public safety assistance and acts as a mediator between citizens and official law enforcement. Um, originally, Karen asked the community police to get involved, but when the relationship soured, she reportedly fired them. <laughs> Singleton still believes she might have withheld information. We feel like we have all been misled, he shared with uh, Valley News Live. We have an ethical and moral obligation to the community and to this organisation to do the right thing. However, she maintains that her statements to the police have all been truthful. It, I mean, I don't know if that's just someone who's a bit sour that they've been uh, fired from the case and wants to press. I mean, without them saying more as to why they feel she may have been withholding information, give me some details, otherwise it's just an accusation based on nothing to mm. someone like me who don't know anything. Um, so, Henry was a well-educated family man with two kids. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like one of the typical people who is uh, dissatisfied with life and leaves it all behind for a packet of cigarettes to start a fresh life. Sure, sure. At the time of his death, he'd been married for 11 years, had two kids, and worked at a, as a Minnesota state auditor, a job he apparently loved by all counts. <laughs> it sounds like the most boring job in the world. <laughs> not the sort of dude you'd be to get into some... Crazy shit. Lavetta Tugba of the Coalition of Justice in Liberia, who knew Henry, um, is under the impression that he wouldn't have drowned himself. Somebody was inflicting harm, she said, with the Star Tribune. There is very little paper trail on Henry McCabe, giving authorities investigators very little in the way of clues. I don't think you can voluntarily drown yourself. I don't think you can voluntarily, voluntarily drown yourself. I don't think it's possible. No. Have people not, no. I'm sure people have committed suicide through drowning though, bro. Yeah, but what I mean is, if you go out into the water where it's so deep that you can't stop it yourself from drowning, that's different from like holding your face under and then not choosing to hold it under. I get what you're saying. Not enough for you to drown, yeah. You could be like, you know, um, Jeff Buckley, that is not voluntary drowning because he's in a situation he just could not stop. Sure. Um, so when again, I'm making this whole drowning thing up where he fell face down in the river like half his body on the land half his body in the river that's just my main up theory that might not be what it means um due to the bizarre nature of henry mccabe's disappearance the privately owned organization that initially got involved in mccabe's disappearance um the minnesota community police department offered a five thousand dollar reward um other accounts have said ten thousand dollars in exchange for helpful information that might lead to an arrest um, an anonymous tip line was also set up because everyone was desperate for a lead. Mm-hmm. After firing the Minnesota community uh, PD, Henry's wife, Karen, uh, began working with Moundsview Police midway through the investigation because she felt that they better fit the needs of her family. Um, so far, neither organisation has been successful in tracing clues to McCabe's death and disappearance. It seems like no one's got any information at all. <laughs> it does seem that way, yeah. Which is bizarre. Really bizarre. Uh... To me, William is the only one who has any answers. That William Kennedy. It seems it. I mean, it's so odd in this day and age, like you said, to have a case so current with times, to have so little evidence of what may have happened. It's just very rare. Yeah, 2015, man. I mean, science and evidence and forensics and all that's come a long way. CCTV footage, phone tracking, so many things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... There are theories that something supernatural occurred. This is Joe's favourite one to call bullshit on. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's 
Of course there's a Reddit thread, Joe. Of course there's a Reddit thread. Of course, of course, of course. Um, people share their theories about what happened to Henry McCabe, uh, what those sounds in the voicemail really were. They Any good ones? Yeah, I mean, the first one isn't um, isn't paranormal at all. It's it's what you said at the start. They suggested an animal attack. Yeah, I mean, it's, it didn't sound human. It could have been. Humans can distort their voices in crazy ways. You never heard Michael Winslow from Police Academy, uh-huh. but, it did, but it did sound like an animal so I mean, <laughs> but there was no physical signs on his body, so I don't know. But then animal could have scared. I don't know. Animal could have got involved, but never physically touched him. I mean, some people say that it sounds like water gurgling, or screaming from I, underwater. I, I, I considered that, but then I think you can hear an actual voice in between this potential water gurgling, which would make me feel like he's putting his head in and out, and that doesn't make sense unless the dude's holding him under. No, but they overlap the sound. The, what you'd call the gurgling or the animal sound overlaps with the human voice, so he can't do both. He can't gurgle and shout. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find... Hold on, let's listen to a bit more. No, I feel like we need to examine that audio again. Yeah, let's have a listen. Yeah. It's a voicemail unlike anything you've... Can you tell this woman to stop talking? I know. <laughs> there are two minutes worth of noises... Bizarre words. With very little actual talking, authorities confirmed the disturbing middle-of-the-night call came from Henry McCabe's cell phone. It was Labor Day, September 7th at 2.28 in the morning. McCabe's worried wife heard the message. When when you hear that, that doesn't sound like water to me. That sounds like someone, that that just sounds like a human making that noise to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound like water gurgling at all. I wonder if it could uh, be, I mean, your drug your drug theory, drug-induced theory, or could it be um, like a stroke or like a fit? Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible, yeah. That, that, that's that's not a bad theory. I mean, I've seen like um, like these, you know, um, police shows where they go after criminals, and I've seen a guy who's like on uh, crystal meth, you yeah. know, the stuff they sold him in Breaking Bad, and the dude was like not, he was actually not human and making noises that I didn't know humans could make. So that leads me to believe that. But he does not seem like the kind of guy to be taking crazy drugs. He's a Minnesota auditor and stuff. I don't know. Let's, um, let's listen to a bit more of this news story. Yeah. So this Minnesota is his wife. Community oh, sorry. Services is a nonprofit agency. It acts as a go-between with police and the Liberian community. The leader is trying to help the family make some sense of this recording. The growls turn to high-pitched moans. So, like, like he's moaning in pain. Like moaning in pain. The tortured grunts suddenly stop. There is silence. Then someone, either Henry or another person, says, Stop it. I try to picture where he was. Um, what it might have been like what circumstances would have made him sound like that the voicemail isn't stark can we just i think we need to take a moment just to 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 feel how horrible this must be for his wife yeah hearing that and not knowing what went on your mind will always come up with worse theories than the reality it's not uh it's a it's a shit it's a shit situation it's awful like to imagine having you know one receiving that, then your partner not coming back, then two months later the body being found, you know, like, and then just not having an answer. It must be so 
awful. Like that would it's, kill yeah, me inside. That's horrific, man. I mean, at the same time, we're hearing a voice saying "stop it." Apparently, mm. how do we know that whoever's making the crazy noise or whatever's making the crazy noise doesn't have to be directly involved with uh, what's the dude's name? Henry. Mm. He, he could have been with like a body, and maybe a body got attacked by some animal and. Henry's telling the animal or the other person to stop attacking. He might have not actually been involved directly at all. Okay. And it could have been some animal attack on some other person or sure. two people having something. And he's the one who's trying to tell them to stop. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to play a bit more of this story. Contrast to other articulate recordings of McCabe speaking at an event. He's a state auditor. What is the justification? What is the right thing to do? The message is one piece of evidence Moundsview police are reviewing. The police chief tells me even the FBI is analyzing the recording and voices for clues. The chief says the investigation took deputies here on Tuesday. To Rice Creek Park, which borders New Brighton, Moundsview, and Fridley, all areas where McCabe was reported seen or a cell phone ping placed him. Ramsey County Water Patrol searched but came up empty. That's what I got there. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, when you first played that recording, it gave me fucking chills. I was like, what is that? Yeah. It's, it's someone being brutally murdered, but then his body was found with no signs of physical interference. So, he might have been witnessing someone else getting brutally murdered or a fight between a person to person, a person to animal. I don't know. Okay, so what's interesting here is um, another friend of Henry McCabe um, had Henry's wallet. Which yeah. so this wasn't William Kennedy apparently this was another friend, um, uh, and that made him another suspect. But yeah. according to this friend, he took Henry's wallet to prevent him from buying more drink. Right, that could make sense. Because if he was dropped off at a gas station, the idea could have been that he did want to buy more alcohol. Mm. Mm. Um. Okay. So. Did he die by drowning? So, according to reports and evidence, Henry McCabe died due to heavy drinking and drowning in Rush Lake. Uh, but it's still a mystery about the location of the body. That location had a different story to say. The lake was surrounded by the dense foliage with no creeks leading to the lake. The big question is, how did Henry's body land up there? Uh. So, chances are that a wild animal attacked Henry before he died. The growling noise over the phone could explain, but why did he tell his wife that he had been shot and who screamed, stop it? Some people believe the noises on the phone were similar to the people who overdosed on a particular drug. Was Henry a victim of a drug overdose? Henry's body had no marks, cuts, bullet marks or wounds. How did he die? The mystery is still a mystery. That's it. No one's got anything. But I, that's an interesting theory. Um, like that the body was dragged by an animal to get there. I think if the body was dragged by an animal to get there, surely there'd be some... Good point. Marks. Marks on his body. Good point. Uh, yeah, I'm liking the drug theory, the alcohol and drugs theory then, because let's say there was no animals involved. Those noises could be explained by excessive drug use or... And he could have, you know, like he could have had a heart attack and died or he could have, you know, had any sort of things go wrong in his body because of these drugs and then whatever evidence would have been there is no longer there because it's two months later but the body being found however far away is that's a bit inexplicable i feel like people must the only people who can 
move a body from one place to another carefully enough to leave no damage on the body is someone who knows how to do that and that's people that's not animals mm. so he could have been he could have been out in this forest place with like his buddies and they were all doing that shit but why would they move the body maybe they intended to get him back to a hospital or something then realised he was dead it's a mystery Rich it's a big time mystery I mean I would say this is one of the biggest mysteries we got right uh, in yeah, the podcast consider, uh, consider my cock rocks as you said I mean, the the sad thing is, we we don't currently have answers. I hope that we'll we'll find out what happens in the in the future in the years. I'll, you know, if I see any news articles, I will update you. This one, there's a possibility of something being found out because it's so modern and recent. Mm. Whereas all the other ones were like, no, there is never a chance in hell that we'll know sure. anything about it. Sure. Whereas this one, there's there's a chance maybe. But the only way we're ever going to find anything out is not through science or forensics, it's by someone coming forward. Yeah, think. yeah, agreed. That's the only way. Agreed. And I don't see anyone coming forward because it's obviously going to incriminate them, obviously they've come forward already. That's a, that's, 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 that's a serious mystery. God, that audio is chilling, man. When you first hear it, you're like, what is that? Yeah, it's 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 definitely chilling. It's a sad, it's a sad, it's a sad episode, Joe. It's a sad, it's a sad it mystery. Is, it's, a, it's a bummer. Summer bummer. I mean, yep. COVID, sad mystery. <laughs> um, I hope everyone feels happy for the weekend. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever out with anybody, do not ask them to drop you off at a gas station. No that way. That is the moral of this story. Do no. not get dropped at a gas station. No way. 